If you would, stand with me. Let's open with prayer. Hallelujah. Let me begin by reading this passage as we stand and honor the word, and then we'll pray together. Psalms 103, verse 2 through 5, the Amplified. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. Let's read that together. Look up to the screen. One, two, three. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. Who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you lavishly with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Father, we thank you today. I thank you for this is the day you have made, and we rejoice in it. I thank you for life. I thank you for all that you have done. But most importantly, we thank you for you. You are good. You are good. You, you supersede. You excel above any challenges, any temporary situation, any emotion that we may or may not feel. You are good. And we give you thanks today. Lift your hands and just give them thanks. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for where you're taking us and leading us. We thank you for your goodness. We trust you. We honor you today. We love you. We love your word. We thank you that your word works. We thank you that your word is eternal. We thank you that your word is our foundation. We thank you that your word is our shelter. We thank you that your word is our strength. We thank you that your word is eternal, will never change, and heaven and earth must pass before your word fails. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are good and there is none like you. We honor you. We boldly enter your throne room by the precious blood of Jesus. We kneel before you and we honor you. We worship you. We thank you, Father. You are good. You are good. You are good. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Now take 10 seconds and give him a praise out of your own mouth. Give him thanks. For he is good. He inhabits the praises of his people. He is good. And his mercy endures forever. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Say, thank you, Father, that you're good. In this series, we've been talking on do not forget. Look to your neighbor and say, do not forget. In verse 2, it says, and do not bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget. Do not. We have to remind ourselves. Why would he tell us to remind ourselves unless it's within the natural nature of our routines of life? Have you ever done that? And we'll get caught up and we'll forget something important. Maybe it's a verse in the Bible. Maybe it's a, a, a friendship. Maybe it's an idea. And you'll get caught up and fall back into the default of who you used to be or what you used to do. Problems or storms or situations can kind of cause us to forget. And David has a, a, a solution to this. And he said, listen, you might not be around somebody who can remind you, but you could remind yourself. God, even in his word, and challenge everything I said, the, God tells his people, remind ye me of my word. Why? Not because God forgets, but we forget. 
And if we forget, we can't have hope for it. If we can't have hope for it, we can't have faith for it. Hebrews 11, 1, faith is a substance of things hoped for. If we don't believe it's possible, we'll never believe for it. If we don't know, see, most of the times we, in, in some circles, and I, I'm not going to point out churches, but in some circles, you go to the church and they comfort you with what you can do. And it's all about getting you to believe what is easily believable. But I don't think that's the line that God wants us to cross. I think God wants us to cross the line of what his word says is true, even if it looks with all situations and situ in all circumstances and everything that you can analyze, everything you can uh, evaluate, everything you can feel by against all odds, come on somebody, that you begin to say, wait a minute, God's word is true and I'm going to believe the impossible. The doctor says this, but God says this, and I'm going to believe. It's, it's not to get you in a church and just so we can count the numbers. It's to get you to come into the house of God and worship God, experience God, and walk away and say, I'm reminded once again that my God is well able, that he is the deliverer, he's the healer, he's the savior, he's the protector, he's the provider. Are you listening to me today? That you walk away saying, I'm just not going to pray little prayers. I think little prayers can be insulting to God. God is looking for men and women of God to say, God, I'm taking you at your word, and I'm going to pray and ask you for the impossible. I, I need the impossible. I want the impossible. I'm not even going to wait to the midnight hour. I'm going to give you things and praise you way in advance because I believe that you are the God that can do more than enough. You are the God of the impossible. You're the God that can bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of a fiery furnace. You're the God that can take a couple that's way too old to have children and give them more than it can't be counted. You're the God that can take a little boy that's never been in battle and let him shoot a rock and kill a giant and change the destiny of a nation. You're the God that can take a Gideon that's the least in the family and the least of the tribes and cause him to be a general, a mighty warrior. You're the God that can do the impossible. You're the God that can take a Lazarus who's been in the tomb for four days and raise him up at the command of your word. Come on somebody. He didn't have, he didn't have the electric power. No, 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 no. He didn't have the drug to change. No, no. All he had, speak the word. You're the God that can speak a word only and go to the centurion servant's home before he even gets there and find that before he got there, the word has already been there and the word has done the work of the impossible. He's the God. We don't want to be a church that just believes for a little. We want a church that believes for what God said he can do. Are you listening? It's not greed. Greed is wanting something that doesn't and belong to you. It's my heart's desire and prayer. It's the culture rhythm of Hope Church. We call it a John 1010 dynamic life. Living a life that honors God and impacts other people. But I like to say it this way. I believe that you can be who God's called you to be. I believe you can do what God's called you to do. I believe that you can have what God's called you to have. I believe you can reach those who God's called you to reach. That's what it's about. It's not wanting something that doesn't belong to you. But if Jesus paid for on the cross of Calvary. I'm going to give him thanks and continually remind myself that he is my source. He is my healer. He is, we're all growing. Don't outgrow growth. Keep growing. Keep walking this out. Keep fighting the fight of faith. Having done all, stand. Having done all, stand. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep reminding yourself. Keep reminding yourself. Hey, listen, my God is the God of the impossible. And he's not only my God, he's your father. Give him praise if you believe that.
Hallelujah. He's your father. He wants you to have the kingdom, Jesus said. It's his delight. It's his good pleasure that you have what he's purchased for you. So he wants you to have the healing that belongs to you. He wants you to be who he's called you to be. He wants you to do what he's called you to do. Jabez says, increase me, O God. And God didn't say, well, that's kind of selfish and self-centered. No, God said, I've been waiting for you to ask. I've been wanting to increase you. I am your shepherd. I am more than enough. I am your father. Any good father wants their children to be a representation of who he is. So when you walk in the room, people should know. They should know by what they see. They should know by what they hear. They should know by what they sense. Even though they might not be saved, they know there's something different about you. You have a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. You have a hope that cannot be defined. You have a love that exceeds what is happening in the world. What is? You have the anointing and presence of Almighty God. Like Moses said, oh God, if you don't go with this into that place, call this, you called it, you have prepared it. You have set it aside. You have made it. Call this promised land. But if you don't go with us, we don't want to go because what is separating us from the nations of the world is it not your presence what am I telling you he wants you to know he is a God of more than enough hallelujah give him praise take 30 seconds and give him praise if you believe that hallelujah 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 he is the God of the impossible. I'm talking to somebody I know that walked in today. You've been up all night. You've been struggling. You've been stressing. And you've looked at every avenue. You've called every person. You have done everything you know to do. But all you know it's impossible. I'm here to tell you, you've come to the right place. We call it Hope Church because we know with God all things are possible. I want you to walk out knowing that God is the God of impossible. Say, he's the God of impossible. I'm going to remind myself when a symptom tries to come to my house. Wait a minute. I don't need a sign for this. I don't need to keep this. I don't have to be in fear of this. Sometimes we're dealing more with the emotion and effect of something without the something showing up. Some people are living in fear of a virus, fear of a disease, fear of death. There is no right. You have no right to live in fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Come on. God has not given you a spirit. Hear me. God has not given you a spirit of fear. That's a tactic of the demon of hell who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And he thought he could release it on the earth of human humanity with COVID. But I'm here to tell you, in this house, there is no fear. You are in the family of God. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. I curse and break fear off your life, off your mind, off your emotions. Now in the name of Jesus, if you receive that, give him a praise. He is the God of the impossible. Hallelujah. You ought to start laughing at the devil. You're going to die. Well, if I die, then I'm getting a promotion. If I die, then things get better for me. We only cry at funerals because of our loss, not because of the loss of a saint going to heaven. I'm not saying you should want to die. 
I think that's the mercy of God not to show us the goodness of heaven. Because if we saw all that was going on in heaven, we would be like, get me out of here. And if we say, get me out of here, you know what we're not doing? Our assignment. And if we're not doing our assignment, then God wants to use us to reach because you are called to reach somebody, not everybody. Don't you feel guilty? Don't you let the devil condemn you, make you feel, oh, they're talking about you, you're feeling bad. That's a lie of the devil. We don't make people feel bad. We don't want people to feel contempt. We want to, all of us need to grow. All of us need to come up. The point of it is if you're struggling with something, if you're in battle against something, if you're challenged by something, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means, are you listening to me? It means you're a real person. For Jesus said, in this world, you'll deal with trials and tribulation. But be of good cheer. I want to see a smile on somebody's face that knows what I'm talking about. It's real. Be of good cheer. I'm not saying you feel bubbly and happy. I say you're a smile in Anyway, when you feel, when the devil's trying to make you feel bad, feel discouraged, feel condemned, you ought to say, I'm not moved, Romans 10. I'm not moved by what I feel here or see. I'm moved by the word. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are called in Christ Jesus. Are you listening to me? Smile, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. God is the God of the impossible. God is the God of the impossible. Say, God is, say, my God, my heavenly Father is the God of the impossible. We just don't want you to know that when you walk out of here, we want you to know that you have tied in with God and He has heard your prayers. How do I know if God's heard my prayers? The Bible tells us that when we pray in alignment with His Word, then we can have confidence that He has heard our prayers and that we have what we have petitioned mark 11 23 24 says when you believe that you have received them before be received believe you have it that you have received it then you shall have it when you come to the place of confidence that no i am at rest that i know that god has heard my prayer and that i have confidence because he has answered it and i have it before i even see it in my natural eyes before i feel it with my natural emotions before i can walk on it with my natural feet that's called faith that's called faith you get it first before you see it if you don't leave it there and some churches they get you excited about that and you stay with that and you never get any farther no it doesn't stop with that our God is the God of impossible and it's not done until Lazarus is walking out of the tomb it's not done until, until you're holding the baby Mary it's not done until the miracle is manifested the Bible says we have held that word of truth handled it with our hands what, what am I telling you it starts with you getting a revelation and the, the excitement of that revelation the peace and confidence that the word says it I believe it I've asked and I have confidence but it doesn't stop until you hold it with your hand but i'm telling you all the way through the process you got to remind yourself remind yourself oh give thanks unto the lord do not forget his benefits hallelujah do not forget his benefits because you'll go say oh i'm the healed of the lord and all of a sudden get distracted and the devil gets you to say something different and you sidetrack yourself nope i gotta stay back on the path Come on, somebody. Our God is the God of impossible. You want to know when you should stand the strongest? Not when everything's working the way you want it to work, but even when the giant is mocking you. Even when the giant is taunting you. 
even when the giant is trying to make fun of the most holy, sacred things that you have. Because when David was hearing Goliath and he stood, he got, the king said, okay, go ahead and go. And he got himself some stones. The Bible says that Goliath was sitting there and began to mock David. What did Goliath do? He was mocking David. What did David have with him? We know he had a sling. We also know he had stones, some rocks. He chucked a rock. I would have started a business. Chuck rocking business. <laughs> Call me and I'll come chuck a rock. Watch what it'll do. It'll kill anybody you want. <laughs> he had stones. He had the sling. But he also had a staff. What was Goliath mocking? You know, notice he didn't mock the sling. In, a, in the practical strategy of warfare, I would have mocked the sling, right? It's like if, if you're a trained soldier and you have some heavy artillery with you and some teenage kid comes running at you with a pocket knife, would you be like, really? You brought a little knife to gunfight? Really? He didn't mock the weapon of choice. He didn't, rock, he didn't mock that stone. What, are you going to throw a rock at me? No, he mocked the staff. He says, what am I? Am I a dog that you've come to, with a stick? Do you think you're really going to do something? You take that, you're going to take that stick? That's what you'd use against the, a dog to protect your sheep. Are you really bringing that against me? You're going to swat me with a fly swatter? And you think that's going to work? But he didn't understand. And David didn't explain himself to the Goliath. But that staff wasn't a stick. That staff not only went with them and helped him walk, but on that staff they would carve anytime God would have done something to remind themselves, to remind them of what God had done before. So why was David able to pull up that story real quick about the lion and the bear? Because he had it always before him. It was on the stick. It, let me say it again. It was on the staff. And the enemy was trying to, it was a reminder of the miracles of the, the God who does the impossible. It was a reminder to David that the God who did the impossible before would do the impossible again. I'm talking to somebody right there. For David said to the king, the same God who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will be the same God who delivers me from the hand of that Philistine. He'll be the same God. What was he saying? The God of impossible will do it again. I'm, I'm not doing my work. I'm doing his work. One of the things that will help you is quit trying to do only what you want to do and praying Jesus on it. Find out what God wants you to do. And you begin to understand in the rhythm of life, your assignment comes in alignment of his will. And that assignment, God's got your back because you're doing what he wants you to do. Are you listening? And David said, the same God who delivered me from the paw of the lion and paw of the bear will be the same God who delivers me from this Philistine, this uncircumcised giant, this Philistine who has no covenant right to be here. And when he began to approach the giant, the giant said, have you come to me with a stick? What was he devaluing? He was devaluing everything God had done for David. What does the enemy try to do? He begins to whisper in your ear. 
fear. Sometimes it's on your imagination. Sometimes it's with a friend. Sometimes it's with an enemy. Sometimes it's with a TV show. And he'll begin to mock the sacredness of the word of God in your past and all that God has done. But I'm telling you, you don't need to defend yourself to the enemy. All you have to do is let the enemy see what God's about to do. You don't have to try to explain yourself to a demon or devil. All you have to do, Matthew 16, 16, is bind him, rebuke him, send him off. Let him go. Let him know that you have more authority. You don't have to explain yourself. David didn't explain himself. David had the staff. And when you hold the staff up, you might be bigger than this Bible. But when it's closer to me, I can hide you and can't see you. And all I see is that word. Some of us... We're so far, come on, I don't mean to condemn anybody. We're so close to the enemy. You'll be the enemy for me. Just She's a sweet lady. She's not, but we'll get so close to the enemy. And we're, we're looking at the enemy turn toward me. And we're looking face to face to the enemy. And we can't even see the word. We can't hear the word. It's so far from us that the enemy is occupying all of our space, all of our perception, all of our thinking. And we're like, I don't know what to do. Because all I do is I think problem, 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 problem. Re- you listen to me reposition yourself reposition yourself when Jesus came up to that fig tree and he canceled its assignment Peter said cursed it he didn't stay and wait he moved on Sometimes we got to let the devil know, I've already dealt with you. I'm not staying to wait for you. God is the one who's already taken care of. I'm going to move on. Someone shout, move on. I'm going to reposition myself. I'm going to get back to the word that's close to me. I'm going to get in that word, Joshua 1, 6 through 10. I'm going to meditate on that word day and night. That way I am making my way prosperous and I will have good success. Some of us are trying to defeat the enemy with religious tools. Religious tools won't make it. Traditional tools won't make it. It's the word of the Most High God in your heart with understanding. Matthew 13, when you get it, that's where faith comes from. Romans 10 17 and when you get that word in you all of a sudden it comes out of your mouth as a command and you don't need to wait for a confirmation by an emotional moment you know that you serve a God who is more than enough he's the God of the impossible he's the God of the impossible when you look at it and the devil makes you feel it's impossible just take a moment father I thank you even in the midst of the fire of this storm that you are the God of impossible Even when I hear the enemy roaring, I'm going to stand and give you praise, Father God. You are, I give you thanks that you are the God of impossible. You are the God that can do anything. <laughs> Come on, praise him. Take the next sec- 10 seconds. I can't go any farther until you. Hallelujah. If you're new, this might be different. That's okay. That's okay. Put, put it all on the back burner. Study it out on your own time. But I will tell you, something the Lord showed me, that when we move in, you can move into deeper levels. And when there's a pause, that's a place for us to begin to give him praise. And it's us giving God, asking him for permission and giving him, saying, we want more. And he can take all of us more. This is not me. I haven't got to my notes yet. All these phrases and stuff, they weren't construed by a, a, a creative group on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We haven't got to the notes yet. This is God speaking through me for you. 
And when it hits a place of a pause, that means we're not done. That means we can be done. It's the Holy Spirit saying, do you want more? And when you begin to open your mouth and say, well, some of you are like, I'm not a shouter. You don't have to be a shouter. But if you don't respond, you'll hinder yourself from going deeper. We want deeper. I want more. I want more. I don't want to live just like an average Christian. I don't want to live like an average church person. I'm tired of just doing things like the rest of the world does it and call it acceptable as we come and shout on Sunday and get our teeth knocked out on Monday. That's not the God we serve. God has called you to be the head and not the tail. He's called you to be above only and not beneath. He's called you to be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. He's called you to be a healer to those who are sick an encourager to those who are discouraged, a reconnector to those who don't know him. I'm looking for men and women of God to say, listen, I'm tired of just checking off my list on Sunday that I came to church and felt a little encouraged and that I need to come back for my next hit on the next Sunday. This is not a drug place. I am not your pusher or your dealer, but I will be like John the Baptist. I'm not trying to point you to me. I'm trying to point you to Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about Greg Bruce. It's all about Jesus. I can get you connected by the presence of God into the inner court you won't care about what other people are saying you will quit worrying about what other people are typing you'll quit worrying about who liked or who disliked your last post you'll get so close to god you won't care what the enemy is saying all you know is if you see him you're running to him because you serve the god that does the impossible give him a praise hallelujah Come on, give him a praise. Give him a praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is the God that does the impossible. Are you listening to me? When the devil starts tormenting you, mocking you, your emotions change, get so mad. Just get mad. Just get mad. You got to just, just talk. Get, I mean, get alone so people don't think you're crazy. Just get alone. Say, okay, devil, you're messing with me again. Now you've ticked me off. Now I just don't want my healing. I'm going to find five, six people. Now I just, oh, you're you're telling me my son's never going to get saved and he's going to hell. And all you do is the devil's tormenting you, hearing your son screaming before he's even dead and telling you there's no hope and he's going to die. Get mad and say, all right, devil, that's enough. Not only am I going to pray and see my son get saved, but I'm going to pray for his friends to get saved. And I'm going to pray for his friends' friends. When I get done with you, demon, they're going to put you in the, in the punishment room because you have messed with the wrong saint. I am not just any Christian sitting here quietly taking what you dish out. I am going to let you know that the Word of God says, catch a thief, and he has to return sevenfold. If you believe that, start shouting, your return is coming. Hallelujah. You're coming out ahead. Hallelujah. Just let the devil know you're not playing games. Devil tell you you're going to flunk out of school. Say, oh yeah, just for that I'm going to college. Well, you won't make it to college. Just for that I'm going to get my MBA. What do you want to see God do that's impossible? Oh, you'll never pass up. Just for that I'm going to get my PhD. 
And I'm going to do it because all things are possible. I'm going to trust God. He is, I have the mind, I have the mind of Christ. Let the devil know he messes with one of you. He's getting a lot more than he thought. Why? Because you serve the God of impossible. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give him a praise. We're closing. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he can do the impossible. He can do the impossible. Be seated, be seated, be seated. If you're here today and do not have a real relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm going to pray with you, but then I want to pray for people who are sick. Because God does the God, is the God of impossible. I think I'm coming to a different revelation on ministry. I think I'm just going to take my notes, and I'll preach my notes on Tuesday in our online Bible study. So if you want to know what we were going to talk about, watch online Tuesday. Because I had a really nice laid out that healings for today. It was a nice, beautiful, planned out. But have you been blessed with what's gone on this morning? Just when you think it. Oh, I'm not going to leave it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you bow your head and close your eyes if you're here today and do not have a real relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm not asking if you know about God. I'm asking, is Jesus the way you process and the way you experience, the way you understand, is Jesus Christ real to you? Only you can answer that. If not, he can be. It's not a to-do's. This is not a be a better person, self-discipline. This is a real experience. It's one of the greatest miracles. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus comes into your heart. You understand and experience his presence. Guilt and condemnation are removed. You become a new creature or creation in Christ Jesus. You become part of the family of God. Revelation 3, Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If you open up, I'll come in. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you don't know him and want to know him, or maybe you've allowed stuff to come between you and God and you know your heart's not right, either one, let this prayer, this is the day, this is the day of salvation for you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I repent of all my sins. I turn to you today. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He came to this earth in the flesh, died on a cross for my sins, was buried for me, and on the third day rose again for me. Because I believe that, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, wash me in your blood, forgive me, Cleanse me 
Give me a fresh start. See, Jesus, I don't want a religion. I want a real relationship with you. So I open up the door of my heart and life, and I invite you in to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Now look up here. If you prayed that permit business, just lift your hand. If you can stay where you're seated, just lift your hand so I know who I was praying with. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. See a second hand. God bless you. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight. God bless you. Anybody else? Eight, nine. God bless you. Amen. Here's what we're going to do. The Lord just corrected me. I don't want to pray for people who are just sick. I'm wanting to pray for people that are dealing with the impossible. That's what's happening. That's where the anointing is. That's where the word is. The Holy Spirit said, no, pray for the people that are dealing with the impossible. So if you're here today and you are dealing with the impossible and you want, to, want me to join my faith with you, just from the word, the word today, that God is the God of the impossible, then I'm going to ask you to, you can come down and uh, Freedom's going to line everybody up and we're going to pray for you. We're going to go fast. So I think there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of stuff. But you know what? Are you listening? No problem's too big. I've learned years ago with dealing with people or praying with people that are sick. And here's a quick question that I think helps us get in the right mindset. Which is harder for God to heal? A headache or cancer? You've been around here long enough, you know the answer is neither. They're both easy. Say they're both easy. I want you in your mind have this where you're, whatever you're facing that's impossible, I want you to have this in your mindset. Say, it's no big deal. Just look at that giant, that Goliath in your life and say, it's no big deal. Whatever it is, no big deal. You don't need to carry that worry. Jesus said, cast all your cares on me. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things. With thanksgiving, let your requests made known unto God. And the peace of God which exceeds your understanding. See, that's what we're going to pray. Is not only God do the impossible, but you'll know what, even if you don't see it, because some things you won't see until you get back to work, get back home, get back to the accounts, get back to the attorney, get back to whoever, that you won't see it naturally until the, maybe the future. Now, some things, if it's a physical thing, you might see it. The lump's gone. But we had a dear lady we prayed for a few weeks ago that had been diagnosed with cancer and was going in for the biopsy of the cancer. Prayed for, God ministered and healed her. They went in for the biopsy and they couldn't find anything. Why? Because with God, all things are possible. It's easy. He is the God of the impossible. He's, so it, it's not, and we're going to take, we're just going to follow the word of God. Mark 16, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He's the God of the impossible. We're going to speak that. He is the God. And so when you walk away, if it's something you can't see in the natural, maybe it's something someone's trying to sue you. Well, we cancel that assignment. And they're sending you, that's for somebody, and they are sending you a letter right now saying, don't worry about it, it's over, forget it. It means it's canceled. Because God is the God of the impossible. Amen. Now, you're welcome to stay. We'd love for you to stay. Some people stroll out based on whatever. But let's lift our hands together for a quick prayer, and then I'm going to have you come down here.
if you, if you need prayer, for, if you're facing the impossible. Father, we thank you. We give you thanks for you are the God that does the impossible. We believe you. We take you at your word. We're not moved by what we feel emotionally or what we see in the natural. We're moved by what your word says. Therefore, we, having done all, we stand strong. We thank you for that. We thank you for that armor you've called us to put on. Father, I thank you for your peace. That when I lay hands on these people that are coming down today, I thank you that the enemy's power is broken. The tactic and assignments of the demons and the people that they are influencing has been canceled. That you are making a way clear to them where they saw no other way. And that you would confirm it by the peace of the presence of your Holy Spirit. We'll not try to force it. We'll not try to fake it. We're not trying to manipulate it. But we rest in you. We depend on you. You show us what to do next and we'll do it. Without that, we will stand having to know. We thank you that you are the God of the impossible. And the giants are falling today in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted, Amen. Amen. If you need prayer, come on up, stand, come down here to the front. We're going to pray for you.